And the way he kept reiterating, I also remember him saying to me, he said, it is important that you have faith. He said the results are going to be dependent upon your faith. And when he said that to me, I then realized, oh my God, this is not, it's manifesting in the physical, but it actually is a spiritual attack. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. As always, I give all thanks to the Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Without them, I would not be able to do this podcast And quite frankly, I probably would not be doing this podcast. Oftentimes, yeah, I keep thinking, should I keep doing this podcast? But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast, as well as this podcast episode. Once again, I'd like to take some time out to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening, downloading, sharing, commenting, liking, following, or subscribing, if you have. Truly appreciate it, even to those who just stop by just to see what I'm doing. Nevertheless, I thank each and every one of you. Today, the temperature is currently 81 degrees, but it more feels like 95 degrees, and it is currently raining, and you could hear some thundering. But nonetheless, we give God thanks for the day because, yeah, you know, every day you wake up to see another day, that's a good day. So we give him all thanks and praises despite everything. I am currently sipping on a cup of vanilla chai tea as I'm trying my best to keep these mouth clicks down because, yeah, I don't want to spend all day editing. But anyway, Also, remember to stay tuned after the message for the recommendation and review segment. I have some great stuff coming up in that segment. I know that you are definitely going to enjoy it. And also stay tuned after that segment for the quote of the episode, which will be featured after the recommendation and review segment. The title of today's episode is Do Not Be Afraid, Only Believe Part 2. And this is episode number 056. Today's episode is inspired and taken from Mark 5, verses 36, reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. In the first part of this episode, I talked about the faith of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and the woman with the issue of blood. Both had an urgent need, and of course, both needed help from Jesus. Jairus wanted Jesus to come and lay hands on his daughter so that she would be healed, that she might live. On the other hand, the woman with the issue of blood, who had been dealing with her ailment for 12 whole years and had spent all her money on doctors to no avail, she just wanted to simply touch the hem of Jesus' garment. She was sure 
that if she was able just to touch the hem of his garment, she would be healed. In this story, we see two different people from two different walks of life. Jairus, a well-known synagogue leader in Capernaum, and the woman with the issue of blood who probably was an outcast because of her situation. She probably felt unworthy to approach Jesus and ask for healing. Maybe that's why she did not take the approach that Jairus did as far as approaching Jesus. She knew she was an outcast. She probably felt unclean to enter into his presence. However, she still thought to herself, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. And of course, if you know the story, indeed, she was made whole. She was made whole because of her great faith. Jairus's daughter ended up dying and the servant had just about given up hope. To make a long story short, Jesus ended up going to Jairus's home and his daughter was resurrected. Now, before I get into my part of the story, let me just quickly touch on this. When Jesus went to Jairus's house, he was accompanied by Peter, John, and James. Of course, for those that are familiar with the word, we know that, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples, but only three accompanied him. And these three often accompanied him wherever he went. He did not allow the crowd to go with him. And when he arrived at Jairus's home, the people present were weeping and wailing. In Mark 5, verses 39 to 43, it reads, Jesus said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was laying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately, the girl arose and walked for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it, and said that something should be given to her to eat. Okay, so I will be going into a couple of observations that I was able to pull while doing the research of the study for this particular episode. And I have here nine observations that I would like to cover or actually to share. My first observation was that Jesus did not allow the multitude or the slash crowd to come with him. So obviously whatever, what he was going to do, he didn't want to make a scene. He only took three of the 12 disciples, which I mentioned a few minutes ago, which was Peter, John, and James with him when he went to Jairus's home. When he arrived at Jairus's house, he asked, what is all the crying and mourning for? The girl is not dead. She's only asleep. Well, of course, to Jesus, she was only asleep. But to everyone else, she was dead. So you see, sometimes situations that may look dead to us ain't dead to the Lord. Number three, and the people began to ridicule him. These were the very same people who were weeping and mourning when he entered the home. Look how fast their attitudes changed, or better yet, the real them came forward. They went from weeping and wailing to ridiculing in a matter of seconds. Point number four, clearly they did not have any faith. Verse 40 tells us that he put them all outside, not some, not half, but all. He put them all outside because obviously they 
They didn't have faith. They did not believe. Remember he told Jairus, do not be afraid, only believe. And quite frankly, the crowd did not believe because they did not have faith. So he put them all outside and he only let the mother, father, and those that were with him enter where the little girl lay dead. Sometimes we can't hang around everyone, especially, you know, when God has called us to something, one of the worst things to do is to have people around you that cannot see the vision or whatever it is that God has placed within you, especially a good example. Maybe God has called you to do something, but you have a bunch of friends or family members or even relatives, whoever that one might not even be saved Two, they might be saved or maybe they are just religious, but either way, they're probably trying to talk you out of whatever it is that God has called you to do. Cause maybe it doesn't make sense or it, it doesn't make any sense to them. And oftentimes when God calls us to certain things, it hardly makes sense to us, but we still know who we are being led by. So if it doesn't make sense to us, imagine someone else, especially if they're not part or supposed to be part of that journey. So sometimes you just got to separate yourself from all those people, not some, but all. Point number five, verse 41 tells us, he took the child by the hand and said, Talitha Kumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. So you see, one of the things that I noticed, whenever Jesus spoke a miracle, the effect always took place immediately. It said immediately the girl arose and walked. The verse also tells us how old she was. She was 12 years old. So this little girl is the same age or basically as long as the woman with the issue of blood had been suffering with her ailment is as long as this girl had been alive, 12 years. Point number seven, everyone who was present was amazed at what happened. Imagine they were so amazed because indeed she was dead, but Christ was able to raise her from the dead. So of course they were amazed. And then of course, point number eight, he also commanded them not to tell anyone and to give the little girl something to eat. And sometimes when God tells us, you know, certain things in private, we can't share that with every and anyone. Sometimes, you know, he may place something in us. We can't share with any and everybody. And I know sometimes we might be thinking, okay, that's a believer, but not because the person is a believer necessarily mean the person understands the level of what it is that God may have told you or spoken to you. A great example, look at Joseph. We see where that got him in the pit. <laughs> so we have to be careful sometimes how we share things and with who we share certain things. Very important. And now the last point which I kind of, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but like I said, one of the things that I noticed whenever Jesus performed miracles, the effect took place immediately, not later, not tomorrow, or not next year. Okay. It was like immediately, 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 immediately. How many times have both you and I been faced with the trials of life? Maybe, you know, you might be facing something. Maybe your husband or your wife they left you. Maybe you lost a loved one. You know, maybe you're facing financial difficulty. Maybe you're married and you can't have children and you want to give your husband a child or, you know, maybe you're a man and you would like to have a child, but your wife is barren. Whatever the situation is, it just looks dead. It looks dead in the natural. Oftentimes, like I said before, what may look dead in the natural to us does not necessarily mean it is dead to God or that it's dead in the spiritual. However, 
if it is dead in the spiritual, just as good as it's dead in the natural. So we should always have faith. I know it's not easy, but we should always try our best strive to have faith and hold on to the living God and his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I will share something with you. In 2016 and 2019, this is two separate occasions, and this is just a few of many. I've been through some stuff, but I'm just going to share brief as, 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 as much as I can share. In 2016 and in 2019, two separate occasions, I myself was faced with a health scare or two different health scares. You see, in 2016 and 2019, I found myself with a not so good doctor report. And I will be the first to admit to you that indeed, especially the first time, it was scary. Now, the second time, I was ready for war. I was a little shaken, but then I realized, hmm, something's wrong. However, with the help of God, my faith, my prayers, and also the prayers of my former pastor, I was able, as well as also my cousin back in New York, because I can't forget them as well too, as in their church, that also prayed for me as well. You know, I was able to overcome both those attacks from the enemy. And I remember when I was hit the first time, which was in 2016, I remember the Lord saying to me, he said, Arlena, I need you to be strong. I need you to have faith. And he kept reiterating that. And the way he kept reiterating, I also remember him saying to me, he said, it is important that you have faith. He said, the results are going to be dependent upon your faith. And when he said that to me, I then realized, oh my God, this is not, it's manifesting in the physical, but it actually is a spiritual attack. And he made certain to tell me, do not be afraid, have faith. Because had I allowed faith to enter or to overpower me, that would have left an open door and faith would have not been activated the way it needed to be activated in order to turn what the enemy was sending for me, which was actually to kill me. And I remember I had to wait like three weeks for the results. And this is in 2016. And I remember thinking to myself, I said, you know what? Just in case this does not go the way I would like it to go. I know that there were some things that God had been laying on me to do. At the time, it was not this podcast. I didn't get the vision for this podcast until 2017. But there's some other things that the Lord had been laying upon me. And I kept telling him, okay, but you know, Lord, I have to work because as a single person, I really had a lot of hardship. So things, it was difficult. It was really difficult. It's not to say that I had a significant other and I could say, okay, I can stop working to go and do this and he can help take care of the bills or I can work. I had to really work because basically it was, I was so behind, I had to catch up and then let alone stop. And I kept saying, okay, Lord, as soon as I can get this paid off, X, Y, and Z. And I remember saying to myself, I said, well, you know, if this doesn't turn out like I'm hoping for, even though I am hoping for the best, hoping and praying for the best and believing for the best and trusting for the best, I said, it is important that I at least begin to do some of the things that God has called me to do or he had called me to do. And because I don't want today or tomorrow, if I am to leave the face of this earth and I stand before him and he asked me, but well, why didn't you X, Y, and Z? And then me give an excuse because X, Y, and Z, because it's not going to work. So then I realized, I said, you know what? 
let me start. If it goes the other way, I know at least I've started. And hopefully, if anything, I can get time to finish in the whole nine yards. Now, to make a long story short, I came out in 2016 with a clean bill of health. And of course, I thank God to this very day. I don't, I don't take it for granted. 2019, that one crept up on me. <laughs> that one I did not see coming at all. As with all the enemy's attacks. That's why it's very important that we do stay prayerful, prayed up, to avoid attacks. And I remember when I got the call, I'm like, oh my God, not again. But before going into that, when after that 2016 scare, that was it for me. I was like, you know what, Lord, I am never going to doubt you again. That was it. I'm like, I'm going to hold on to my faith because at that point, God had brought me through so much. And some of these testimonies you can find in my podcast, they're called like the testimonial episodes where I mentioned some of them. I have no idea what episode number it is, but yeah, they're listed somewhere on some of the other um, podcast episodes. I believe like the testimonial episodes. I do speak about a few of them. I've been through quite a few in my life few things in my life and the Lord had delivered me through them all. And I said, you know what, Lord, I, I'm not going to be doubting you anymore. I will not doubt you anymore. So from then my faith really began to strengthen. And of course, in 2019, this one pops up unexpected. And I was like, Mm-mm. I'm like something wrong here. No, I said, no, 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 no. This, this is not correct. It cannot be correct because I just had an exam last year. I said, there's no way in the world. <laughs> I said, no. I said, mm, this is an attack. And actually I was working at a place where it was dark, very dark, very, very demonic. So I knew the attack, the enemy used them as agents to issue the attack because yeah, I was the only believer or true believer there. And of course I stood against a lot of the wickedness that was going on there. So this was like an attack. And the strangest thing, it was two of us. And I never told my other coworker what I went through. I, you know, I went through, came through, never said one word until we both left the company at two different times when she got hit with the same thing as I was hit with. So, you know, but when, when it first came, I knew it was an attack. And of course, I was a little frazzled, I'll be honest. And I'm like, not again. I'm, you know, I mean, not again. So I called my pa- my former pastor, you know, I asked for prayer. And he told me, you know, not to, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And let me tell you, when I got home, I couldn't wait to get home. Because I think the following day I had to go redo the test. When I got home, listen, I threw my bag on the floor. I was ready to fight. And I'm like, I closed that door behind me. And I said, listen, devil, not today. And I went to warring in the spirit. But not knowing at the same time that my driver, who's also a believer that would pick me up because, yeah, getting around in Charlotte is hard. (laughs) So I would get transportation. And she was a believer. So when she got the call to pick me up, for my appointment the following day, she knew something was wrong and she had the whole church praying for me without I even knowing. So I was battling my pastor, my former pastor was battling as well as my driver in her church. When I get to the place, the lady said, for some reason it shrank. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Whatever she said, yeah, it, it it's not showing up. It shrank. So as I'm waiting now in the waiting area for them to give me an appointment to come back and another whatever, a lady is sitting next to me. And the lady was crying. And I'm thinking to myself, thank you, Jesus, that you know, I'm I'm so thankful that I escaped another arrow again. So I turned to the lady because I'm like, you know what, that could have been me. Like in all seriousness, you could clearly tell that she did not get good news. 
So I asked her if she would like me to pray for her or with her actually. And she was like, no, she's like, no, she, you could see that she really did not want to, but you know, my heart still went out to her. So I said, um, either way, I'll still pray for you. And then she started to open up and she told me she was from New York and actually we both were from New York. Of course she was from upstate and I was from one of the five boroughs and she gave me her story that she used to go to church and because of the pastor with something with tithing, she left the church. So I, I ministered to her while I was there waiting for the appointment for them to bring me my follow-up appointment whenever that was going to be. And I said to her, I, you know, I told her, I said, I understand that you're hurt and how you feel. I said, even though you walked away from the church, I told her, I said, do not walk away from God. And I gave a little brief story about myself walking away at one point from my faith. And I told her that even though I walked away, there are churches that I had to walk away from, but I never walked away from the altar. You know, even when I was backslidden, there was just something I, I, I just couldn't get away. So I told her, I said, I understand. But I said, no matter what, never turn your back on God because someone who claim to represent the faith may have wronged you because that's not God. And before they finally brought me my appointment, I was getting ready to leave because my driver was waiting outside for me. And as I got up to leave, she asked me, she said, can I get a hug? And I hugged her. And when I got outside and I got in the car, I'm like, huh, that's strange. And I told my driver what happened because she's also, a, she, she was a believer. And on my way out, before I even got to the crime light, that's strange. So I was telling her, and as I was telling her, she said, hmm, obviously the appointment was not for me. The appointment was because I had to go and minister to her. And, you know, after I had given the lady a hug, I, rem I continued praying for her as well. I didn't just leave it there. And just the other day I was remembering her and I kind of remembered her in prayer. I don't know if she's still alive. I have, you know, I don't know. I don't know what was the outcome after that, but, um, the Lord laid it on me and I, I remembered and I did pray for her. Um, recently this took place February of last year. And I realized like, Oh my God, but I wasn't there for me. I was really there for her. I was like, but Lord, I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, how else was, was I going to get you there? I was like, but that, that, you know, I mean, that was one way, but I mean, whew, it was scary. But I was still thankful that I did have a clean bill of health, which I still do. Praise God Almighty. But most importantly, it was a beautiful thing to tell somebody about Christ or re- connecting them back to Christ. So that was very important for me. So yeah, to make that long story short, I'm still standing and I'm doing fine by God's grace and by his mercy. You know, um, that since then my faith has been strengthened. I'm, I'm not going to say sometimes, well, it might not get a little shaken, but it don't last for too long because I try to keep myself either in prayer or the word whenever that takes place because the Lord has given us, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but rather a spirit of power, love, faith. And of course he's given us a sound mind to go with that. So I always remember that. And I tend to remember past victories and the Lord has brought me through many, many victories. Believe me. If the enemy had his way, man, he, he would have killed me. I can't tell you how many times he tried, but he realized he can't kill me because it's not my time to go. And I remember too, my driver saying to me, she said, it's not your time to go. She said, besides you're, you're still full. And indeed I am still full. I still have not emptied out what God has placed within me. So I truly give God all honor and all glory. And of course, I, I thank my Lord and my Savior because, yeah, 
because of that blood and that name. Oh my God. Let me tell you, that's one of the greatest protections and being a child of the living God. There is no greater title for me than that because yeah, I get to abide under the shelter of the most high God. Now it might be yourself going through something, you know, maybe you know, it might be someone right now who is currently listening to the sound of my voice this very minute. And you might be facing a life-threatening or difficult situation, maybe something like I just mentioned. It might be someone in your family, your health, your finances. It just looks, the situation just looks bad. It looks bad. No matter what the situation might be, things might not look so good, but remember Remember the faith of the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus Christ is able. God is able. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that God will always answer your prayer the way you want him to. Or the way I might want him to. But he will answer. And when a problem arises, the first thing we tend to do is panic. Because, you know, we're human. However, as we continue to grow in the faith, the first thing we should do is run to the throne, run to our master and take the posture that Jairus did when he approached Jesus and begged him earnestly to come to his home to lay hands on his dying daughter so that she may live. You know, always remember that God is able and that we should hold on to our faith and cry out to the living God. And one of the things also that I have come to learn that when I am going through challenges and situations, I have learned to call upon the Lord. I hardly share my business with others. It is important who we reach out to when we are going through situations. We should always start with the Lord. But let's be honest. Sometimes that is not where we start. We often pick up the phone to call a close friend, a family member, or even our pastor. However, now I'm not saying anything is wrong with that, but the first person or the first place we should reach out and, and, and get on the line is none other than the living God. You can't, one of the things I've learned, you cannot let everyone know what you're going through. You can't, you can't let everyone know what you're doing. You can't let everyone into your circle. You saw what Jesus did. He had 12 disciples, but he only took three with them. And for some reason, he always, wherever he went, most of the time, it was those three. And he put all the people that were weeping and wailing, and then they turned around, they were ridiculing him, out the house. And not only that, he also left the crowd behind. Today, you see so many pastors just performing for the camera. And Jesus, who is King of all kings and Lord of all lords, Messiah, Savior, light of the world, Lion from the tribe of Judah. He didn't want to make a scene. He even told them when he raised her from the dead, do not tell anyone. Do not tell anyone. Not everyone is a friend. And that's something my grandmother used to always say. Not everyone that grins with you, like she used to say in her West Indian tongue, not everyone that laughs and grins with you is your friend. And not everyone has your best interests at heart. And not because the person is a believer, maybe they're not where you're at. So maybe that's not the right believer for you to share whatever that particular issue is. If you have to reach out to someone, then make sure that it is someone who is a true and a seasoned and experienced believer that truly can pray with you and offer godly words of encouragement during those difficult times. Look at what Jesus did. Like I said, He only allowed the closest people that he knew he could trust. And even they fell asleep when he was in the garden at Gethsemane. But he only traveled with certain people. Please pay close attention to the people around you. Make a careful assessment. That is something that I have been doing and still doing. Make a careful assessment of who can go with you on the journey that God is leading you on and who has and will be left behind. Anyway, 
Thank you for joining me on this episode. I hope that you did enjoy the episode. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for going ahead of me and making all the crooked places straight. For no matter what the situation may be that I may face, or we may face, you have promised us that you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. If only we can believe. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So stay tuned for the review and recommendation segment. I have a wonderful book that I would like to recommend. Well, actually not like, but I would love to recommend to you. So stay tuned. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with Arlena. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hope that you enjoyed the episode. And if you did not get a chance to listen to the first part of that episode, you can go back to the words of encouragement podcast and you can catch the first part of that two part mini series episode. So yeah, so welcome to the recommendation and review segment. And of course, in this month's recommendation and review segment, I will be sharing a wonderful book that I had the opportunity to purchase about a couple of months ago. It is an excellent read. It's very informative, as well as it is a soul bearing book, as well as a great teaching tool. And of course, the name of that book is The Broken Strongman how a former NFL player survived infidelity and divorce. The book is by none other than pastor, father, and former NFL player, Jerome L. Davison, or as we call him, Pastor Jerome. In this particular book, Pastor Davison shares his story of heartbreak and pain after surviving his ex-wife's infidelity, which in turn, of course, led to their divorce. Now, this book, um, it's a great read, but it also is a very painful read. In other words, there's a lot of pain in this book, but there is also a lot of joy in this book. So no, even though it's a tell-all, and of course, the subject surrounding the book of course, it's very heartbreaking, but there was also some great times in there as well. So it kind of, hmm, ooh, I don't know which balance is more, but there's there's also good in there. So yeah, because we know it, everything doesn't just start out bad. Sometimes it starts good, and then of course it ends not so good. So yeah, so if you're either a man or a woman, and you have experienced heartbreak in your marriage due to infidelity, I'm sure you can definitely relate, especially if you're a man. Because in this book, actually, like I said, he was the one to experience the heartbreak rather than the opposite way around because it was the wife that cheated as opposed to the man. And in most cases, you know, we are, we often read about or we hear about women being cheated on. And myself as a woman who has never been married, however, I, I wasn't born saved. You know, I came from out of the world and yeah, I've, I've experienced some heartbreaks and yeah, ain't nothing too cute. And they weren't pretty. So <laughs> I can only imagine, you know, especially having a man go through it with his wife of almost 20 years, as well as the mother of his five beautiful children. So, you know, I can imagine because I know how I felt. So imagine being in this situation as a married man. Yeah. Cause I mean, my situation is 
completely different. But the pain was was devastating. So, like I said, imagine a husband and a wife. And I couldn't help but feel his pain while reading this book. And usually whenever I try to read a book, I try to keep an open mind. And I will admit, like I said before, it was it was hard. It was really hard because you found yourself like feeling a lot of his pain, you know, as you read the book. You 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 kind of where he wept, you would, you know, you found yourself weeping as well. You found yourself putting yourself in his place. And if you have been through heartbreak or any pain in general, you know, not necessarily maybe uh relationship heartbreak, it could be a betrayal, family betrayal. If you have experienced pain, then in any way, form or fashion, you definitely could understand where he was coming from and how he felt, how he must have felt. However, like I said, also, he also shares the joys of their marriage, their ministry, as well as their five children. And quite frankly, had I never read this book, I would have never known or even suspected that he experienced all that he went through because all I knew of him is, well, okay, he's a pastor, former NFL player, but that's about as much as I knew. And I had no clue. It's only recently I found out that he wrote a book. And when I first went to kind of see like what the book was about and actually how that really happened, um, I like his teachings because I am subscribed to his YouTube channel, by the way, which is Pastor Jerome TV. So you can, you know, when you get a chance, you can go over and you can subscribe. And I always like the word that he shares. And I especially love his, his teaching videos. And basically, he was one of the pastors that was really speaking a sane word during this whole quarantine period that we were on complete lockdown. You know, you had many pastors. Well, Lord, they were giving, I was just getting a headache with all the, all the trash that was out there that, you know, it was just, so it was good to have him among a few others that were truly sharing the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So I kind of wanted to see if he had like any sermons. And as I was looking, I discovered he wrote actually two books. And I kind of saw, before I discovered the book, I kind of saw something about infidelity. And quite frankly, I thought really, I said, oh, maybe it was him. I figured, well, maybe it was him. You know, he, he used to play in, um, football in the NFL. He's a good looking man. And um, that's not a pass. That's just the obvious. So I figured, okay, it must have been him. You know, maybe that's what he was out there before he came into the Lord. And, you know, that's what I figured. I did not know. It was only afterward, as I decided to get the book that, well, as I clicked on the, the link, I was like, oh my God, I actually clutched, you know, I clutched my, my chest, excuse me, see, I could barely talk. I, um, I, 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 I grabbed my chest immediately because I can, you know, only imagine like, oh my God, like, whoa, you know, that was my first um, thought when I read that because like I said, I had no clue he was divorced, I had no clue. You know, I ain't pulling up at people channel looking. I, I, I really, I, I had no clue. I only found out, like I said, by accident. And I decided to go ahead and let me get this book. And like I said, as I was reading that book, I kind of put myself in his place. Also, I kind of, because I don't want to give away too much about the book. There's certain things that he did go through that I can understand because there are certain things that I did experience, not far as husband and wife, um, you know, scenario, but with people as far as betrayal and, you know, people walking away from you. And of course, you the victim, you're being treated as a villain. So I, I could relate to that. And as I was reading it, oftentimes I was in tears because I said to myself, I said, wow, imagine when I was going through my stuff. There I was feeling like, okay, I'm the only one going through stuff. 
And like we have a saying back in the Caribbean, when you think you're the only one going through something, there's always somebody going through something, just the same thing or even worse. And as I kept reading, when I thought it couldn't get worse, it actually did. And I was like, wow. And oftentimes as true believers, remnant believers, you are going to really experience a lot. The enemy is going to hit you wherever he can hit you, wherever he can find the weakest link. That's where he is going to attack you. If you are firm in your faith, he'll try to enter you from maybe someone close to you, whether it's your finances, your health, your marriage, because that's what he does. Kill, steal, and destroy. That's his duty. But however, whatever the devil meant to destroy and kill him, God instead turned it all around for his good. It's an excellent read. And like I said, it's very soul bearing. Some of the stuff that he shares, I'll be honest with you. A man out in the world, mm -mm, he wasn't going to share that. He would have never shared it. And quite frankly, if it was a man out in the world, I believe that story would have been completely different, especially when it's the man who's being cheated on. Yes, men have the physical strength, but us women, we're the ones with the emotional strength. And oftentimes, like when men are, you know, they get cheated on, they, they can't handle that. But us women, we deal with it all the time. But for the men, it's something totally different. So, and also the fact that, yeah, whatever I went through, I went through in private. No one knows who I am. So, and it was bad enough. Uh, so imagine him being a man of God, a pastor, as well as a former NFL player. So he's out there in the public. So I, 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 I could sympathize with him. I truly sympathize with him. Also, I think, like I said before, it's an excellent read. It's a great book for either a man or a woman, you know, because even though it's the man being cheated on, it's a great book because for women, because women, you can learn from this, how to treat your husband, especially if you are a saved woman. Now, if God has blessed you with a good husband, I ain't some perfect husband. I say a good husband. And the same goes for the men. Cherish what God has given you. I mean, how many of us, well, I'm not married, so I can't, because I was never married. But how many of us can say that God has blessed us with a good husband? He's good looking. And like I said, it's, I mean, I'm not blind. He's a good looking man. He doesn't look left nor right. He does not cheat. I think that, that was, that was the thing right there. He don't cheat. And most importantly, the greatest thing was his faith and his walk. My God, when God blesses you with something, take good care of it. And the same applies for the man because the men be cheating too. I'm, I'm just being real. Them suckers be cheating. So the same advice applies. Whether you're a man or a woman, if God has blessed you with a good husband or a good wife, recognize that you have something good and take, take care of it. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> so that's kind of like my little review on that book. And also, yeah, you can feel free to order a copy of his book. It can be found on Amazon, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and of course, Christian book distributors. You can also find it, you know, everywhere books are sold. I also was able to order a copy of his other book, which is The Fragrance of a Woman. I have not completed reading that. I believe I'm in chapter three. That's a lot of information in that book. So I'm not sure exactly when I'm going to get through that book, but as soon as I do, I also will be doing a review. Also, you can check my YouTube channel, which is at Arlena's Corner. I did a book review on the same book there if you'd like to check that out. 
you can also go ahead and check that out there as well and no i don't get paid at youtube so nothing here is you know being paid or being done for money not not whatsoever it's basically you know us elevating each other in the body of christ plain and simple like i said before i think it's a great book it's a great read and definitely it's a great teaching too so I will, what I would do also, I will also leave a link in the description where you can purchase a copy of this book. Okay. So stay tuned next for the quote of the episode, as well as the closing of the episode. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with Arlena. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this month's review and recommendation segment. And of course, the book that was featured is, of course, The Broken Strongman by Pastor Jerome L. Davison. So up next is the quote of the episode. And this episode's quote reads, When we are born... We look like our parents, but when we die, we look like our choices. And of course, that's unknown. Once again, I'd like to take some time out to say thank each and every one of you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And if so, please feel free to share with others. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, and Podomatic.com. We can also be found on Google Podcasts. And you can also leave me a rating on iTunes if you choose to do so. Please feel free to like, share, and subscribe on either one of the above-mentioned platforms. Also, please feel free to check out my other podcast, the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast, which is a devotional audio podcast, which is also featured on Spreaker.com, iTunes, and of course, Google Play. You can also check out my other two podcasts by the title of Arlena Uncut, which I have not released an episode in a while, but I got a couple of episodes lined up. Well, topics actually, so I just got to get around to, yeah, recording them. And that's me, Uncut. And of course, Arlena's Corner, which is based off of my blog, both also featured on Spreaker.com. Also, please feel free to check out my YouTube channels at Arlena's Corner, and the Spare and Javelin Ministries, which I will be redoing that Spare and Javelin YouTube channel. But yeah, you can still check it out if you choose to do so. And if you'd like, you can simply drop me a line at arlenaflanders01 at gmail.com. You can also check out my blog at www.arlenaflanders.wordpress.com. I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember, as long as there is life... It is never too late to accept Christ. Be blessed.